What's up, everyone? This is Dave P. Welcome to another episode of the Priority Queue, the show where me and my co-host Colby Sears talk about the latest news, collecting strategies, and anything else going on in the world of NBA Top Shot. This week, we're talking supply, more pack drops, and overall sentiment. People are seeing red in their accounts again, and there's a lot of opinions as to why. One thing most can agree on, things are not trending in the right direction, and everyone is hoping we're not in for another long bear market. So Colby and I are going to do our best to break it all down, identify what the culprits are, and talk through what Top Shot is currently doing and what they might need to do to turn the ship around. It's another long one, so sit back, relax, grab a cold beverage, and enjoy another episode of The Priority Crew. Colby, 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 Colby. Here we are. Another fun week of Top Shot. I think I think we might be in a in a tougher situation than we were last week. We certainly have a lot to dig through. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot going through my mind right now, man. Uh just all the stuff I'm reading on Twitter and Oof, yeah, it's it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Ever ever since the uh, All Star break was just kind of a open the floodgates with with a lot of things, not even just the supply. <laughs> it kind of all came to a head at once, and I, a lot of people are pointing to the packs as a, the major issue as to what's going on. I think we've experienced this before when the when the market takes a big dip, when there's sell off, and there's fud. People speculate as to what the problem is. And there's a lot of speculation and, and there's definitely been some overlapping things that people have said that I agree with. And there, and then there's, there's just a lot of pe- speculation that happens with fear and uncertainty, right? People are just trying to figure out what is wrong. And we know that markets do things. We know that markets go up, markets go down, but there's some things that we can point to right now that I think are the cause of it. And I think it definitely goes beyond just these packs, although the packs are tied into it. Would you say right now, if I said to you, Colby, I think that the number one problem we have is oversupply. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think it's not just the supply, like not just supply of Top Shot by, by itself, but just the supply of dapper products that we saw come out. Um, I think all of us in the back of our mind knew UFC was coming at some point and knew um, All Day was coming uh, at some point, like the actual markets themselves. But we, we didn't factor in them coming exactly during the All-Star weekend uh, around that time when, you know, obviously, as we saw last year and continued this year, a, a large supply it hit the market of just, was it three weeks in a row of just massive Massive commons, massive rares, massive legendaries. Packs um, on packs on and, packs. Yeah, and them them kind of experimenting this new system during that massive supply of all these things. It, whether they considered it all or not, it just seemed to be an interesting time to kind of test out the new pack system when um, you had all these things going on. And obviously, there's things out of their control, like just what's going on in the world, um, also affecting all the markets, not even... NFTs, but just the whole world markets in general are kind of, there's uncertainty, which trickles down to every other market. So definitely, definitely supply um, from, from all angles at us right now. Talk to me about that real quick, just uh, as somebody who's experienced in markets. And, and obviously we know that Top Shot is not the stock market. It's, it's different, but it also is a market. So there's similar behaviors, just different reasons. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, the, 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 the terrible stuff that's going on in the world and what that might impact. And if you're seeing some of that now. Yeah. I mean, anytime, you know, anytime there's uncertainty, which is what we have now, you know, there's potential, you know, invasion of another country war, you know, you know, everyone jumps to the kind of worst case scenario where possibly, you know, are, are we brought into as a country? I don't get too far into the politics yeah. of it, but it's basically just the un- uncertainty, right. Is there. And when, when that comes up, you know, anyone, any, any asset you have, you're basically trying to get away from the risk and you're trying to get to safety as much as possible. And what, and what's safety it's, you know, cash. So, um, the easiest things to kind of get rid of quickly are all of your super risky asset classes, like 
crypto or <laughs> NFTs, all that stuff is just easy to just dump and get to get to safety. So um, not not saying that everyone's just dumping this stuff, but it's definitely factoring in just overall, you know, the stock market going down, just all the volatility there. It's just, yeah, it's just a lot of uncertainty, which leads to risky assets being put into cash. That makes sense. I can certainly see it inhibiting user growth as well. People suddenly not wanting to potentially jump into this whole new thing with with money. I, I would say, I mean, it'd be totally ignorant, actually, to say who is who is feeling infected or or everybody's going to have their own perspective on on what's going on it's it's scary stuff so i can see the uncertainty for sure that makes sense i think you combine that with an oversupply issue and now you have a pretty big problem i think that the the supply issue is is by far and away the biggest issue we've seen this before with top shot it's happened before we even got onto the platform it happened way back in 2020 with series one uh, steve veerman has talked to us multiple times about how they just the supply the supply outweighed demand so now you have top shot dropping these crazy packed amounts on us 200k plus packs and you know that's with their new pack system. Do that multiple weeks in a row with an all-day drop or two or three, with a UFC drop mixed in, and then, wow, you just spread out your user base pretty thin. Because people are addicted yeah. to packs, man. UFC packs sold yeah, it's out. A big lottery. Football packs, NFL sold out. All these packs are selling out, even... With people sitting out this last one, people went back in for second and third and fourth rounds. Yeah, people love to gamble. I mean, it's like we said, you know, why why the you know we, we went into the packs more depth last week, but yeah, we were seeing a lot of people just shuffling through their, I, I guess like uh, holdings really quickly and just just putting it right into packs because they want to hit that legendary. And I think it's this analogy I kind of thought of this week that is kind of interesting because you know typically in like let's say cards and collectibles, you know. You walk into a card store, right? And you buy a box. Let's say you buy a pack for nineteen dollars. You're gonna open that pack. You're gonna get home, and all right, you have these these cards, whether they're great pulls or not. Like you have them, and typically you're gonna, I guess, hold those for a while or not really think about what the value is right away, right? But in Top Shot, like as a blessing and a curse, it's created this like instant, like oh, I'm down or I'm up, you know, instantly. It's not like a, it's not really even a collectible anymore. It's almost like people. People um, nowadays just want to buy that $19 pack and then turn around and look at the cashier and say, all right, well, now you're going to buy these from me for $40, right? <laughs> and he's going to be like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. All right, well, fine. I'll take I'll take $6 for them. Just get these out of my hands, you know? Like, that's just what it seems like to me out there. It's just people uh, want, like, a big hit, and if they don't get it, they're instantly liquidating right away instead of just, like, buying it as a collectible and that's something that you kind of want to hold for a while <laughs> we've seen this behavior since the beginning of time since the beginning of challenges too right how many times have we criticized two things one a challenge finishes and everybody's dumping it's like they play like not even paying attention to the odds and just said i'm going for this serial lottery i want the number one or the or a low low serial or a jersey or I'm, I'm dumping it. And they just dump it. it. with like You see it all the time. It was always the best bet to get something cheap as if you could land one there. And then also same with pack drops. We just see people, the undercutters come out. You see a rare pack drop or you see a, a hollow pack drop or something. It just happens. So like you're, you're yeah. spot on there. I mean, like that's what the behavior says to me. Certainly don't want to speak for the entire user base, but I think everybody can agree we've seen those actions. Yeah, and it's, I mean... It goes back to last episode where I talked about how kind of what led to, you know, the free money packs being bad for the overall economy. It's like, you know, people are just, they're just conditioned now to that free money. So now that's not here, I, I don't know if it's like they just don't want to hold it or what, but they're just dumping it for like pennies in the dollar these moments. And like, you, if, you, if you're going to dump it that quickly, like there's no sense in buying a pack. Like you're, you are completely gambling because otherwise, you know, if you don't hit a good pack, you could still hold the moments for a while you know they're not gonna like disappear or get burned <laughs> out of your collection like I, I it just kind of boggles my mind I, I guess the behavior that we're seeing yeah i think you know even with the guaranteed packs there was definitely 
a hope that you were going to hit somebody big, whether it's a star or a serial number, you're still playing that. And I think a lot of people would do that and then just sell it whatever low ask was and they would undercut each other till they were cleaned out of it and then they move on. And I think people definitely took that money and put it back into the market. And then others certainly rent, they were rent seeking and they just sold it and held the money or whatever. But I definitely at least believe I don't have numbers to back it up. I certainly would. If I got a, if I got a pack, that was awesome. And if I got a player I didn't want, I would sell it and use the dapper towards something else. So that is part of it. This, you know, this, I think we have to touch on this pack situation at least for a minute, uh, you know, the, the packs have not been met with a lot of good. What's the word I'm looking for there. People just don't like them. You know, I ran a survey and I think it was like 70% of people or 67% wanted to go back to the old way. I do like them still. I agree with you that I think that it's still important to user growth, but I think that there's some refining that they need to do. My suggestion, and, and I want to hear your take, of course, I think packs prices are off. You know, I, I think John Boy tweeted out something like 78% are losers or something like that. That seems like a high percentage uh, for 50 bucks a throw. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. So whether it's reducing the price to better align with, you know, maybe a more neutral EV, at least on the, on those, or maybe it's a guaranteed rare or something in those elite packs. And then on the standard packs, maybe they're 14 bucks. Maybe the odds go down a little bit. What do you think? Well, I think just kind of back what you just said, I think it's interesting that you just said that 70% on your poll all hated it. And then also 70% of that John Boy tweet are all losers. So it's like, <laughs> kind of makes sense. You know, the 70% that are losers all hate the new packs. That totally makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> 22%, I will say, also said they would like a different pack structure. Maybe not necessarily go back to the old one, but they would like to, to a different pack structure. And that might align. I, saw, I definitely saw a lot of suggestions based on what I said. And I think there's some things they could tweak there. I know that next week's drop, or as you're listening to this, folks, this week's drop is going to be the same as the last time. And then they're going to analyze the data and hopefully tweak it so it, it works better. But no, I mean, I think kind of to answer your question, how, how I'm feeling besides, you know, I just thought that was funny. But <laughs> I, I think the biggest like anger point, it just seems like it's the, the price point, right? I mean... Like if they just lower the price point down, that's gonna completely change those numbers to where maybe we maybe we get down to fifty percent of losers versus seventy or forty percent of losers or whatever whatever kind of that sweet spot is. I, it literally just needs to move the price down. Is all we need to do to achieve that. And as I touched on last week, kind of the issues with collector score and kind of how I like you know the new system over that because of it. Um, I think that there's some tweaks we can even make to collector score to you know make that old system relevant even to new people and i think that there needs to be some kind of like net spend mechanic added in to collector score to where it, it, i touched on all the issues but let's say like a new person comes in right and they don't necessarily want to jump through all the hoops of collecting a certain team and buying all the s2 commons to most efficiently get that collector score why can't a new user come in and put five thousand into one moment and get the same collector score as buying 5,000 S2 comments, you know, like with some kind of multiplier of just net spend would easily as a, as an alternative, as just like another option of collector score, not doing away with the old one, but I'm just saying in addition to the current system, we, we just, we need to further incentivize net spend as getting the same benefits as the current system in my mind. And that, that fixes a lot of things. That collector score is something. <laughs> you know, they, they, we talked about it last episode too. You know, they introduced that after the series two over printing of over minting, I should say, not over printing, over minting, which comes back to the original question, you know, supply versus demand. Right now, we just yeah. got the all-star game set drop, which means another Giannis rare, another Lamelo rare, another LeBron, et cetera, et cetera, further diluting the, the rare market, which for a while was getting some nice utility. You know, somebody who owned an all-star rare set had a twofold 
they were getting flash challenge utility. Those all-star game sets paid for themselves for folks who had that flat, had the all-star set through flash challenges. That was number one. Uh, number two, airdrops. So airdrops, when they first started doing them, were pretty nice. They were they were rewarding some of their set holders, whether it's legendary or metallic gold. And you know we've seen some. However, uh, a friend of ours, Coach T, did a nice thread today, kind of talking about how they've slowly backed off of you know, how much they were giving in the first place. And you and I talked about inflated numbers it felt like on the sets that were out there based off of it people were chasing utility so there was this price value built in based off of anticipated utility then there was price value built in based off of flash challenge speculation <laughs> so there is we're, we're kind of seeing all these sets deflate as people are facing flash challenge fatigue and Moments have been diluted and there's another rare set. And so now it almost feels like we're going back to square one here, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was literally like a perfect storm of kind of the worst time to try out this new pack system, I think, in my mind. Because it's like all the supply we talked about with all day, UFC, all-star game, and then you, you kind of indirectly rug the, you know, the set holders because now they're not you know that those guaranteed packs or those those packs that are free given to them aren't as half as or nearly as valuable because now it's a gamble um so it just makes me question kind of you know why now to really test out the new pack system just seem to kind of put gasoline on the fire of just the sentiment right because i think if we roll this out in a t maybe in like a slower time maybe we roll it out in the summer or just when the, everything kind of we, we have more users maybe you know with all day, you know, we, we know that all day and UFC are going to organically bring new people to just Dapper in general, but it's going to take time, right? It's going to take slow time and slow drip, and they're going to slowly continue marketing. But uh, it's like I said, just testing the testing those packs out right now just didn't seem like the best idea. Yeah, I agree. I I I like the idea of it. I think that it's still there's still value there for future user growth. I think there's some some price tweaking. You know, like you said, it'd be interested to see if they went $39 and $14, what that would do. You know, would people feel better? But it's also going to be hard to test it now because now we have this supply issue and we have, you know, the all day market's mm -hmm. been on the uptick. Where do you think that money's coming from? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, people don't have endless supply of money. So a lot of people rely on flipping to get money to trade up or to trade into something new. And so... Now you kind of have this, you take this user base that hasn't been growing maybe based on what they're projected. You put some, you take some money from them with UFC. You take some money from them. I mean, they're a business. They're, they're making money, of course. I get that. But, you know, these pack drops were like, what? Five plus million dollars extracted. So you do that back to back to back to back, man. I mean, at least in the NBA, the, the all day, I think was probably less. But it's a lot of money coming out of the system that people have to replace with new money um, unless they're selling you know some of the people who landed they're selling anything uh point i'm getting at is it's stretched thin it's going to rely on new money it takes people time to build up new money because we're not all whales and uh it it takes user growth users go up 20 percent or whatever i think it solves a lot of problems yeah definitely I mean, all we need is some fresh fresh money and yeah like you said all the problems are solved but yeah, I think it just goes back to just, I guess it's the time. It's the timing of it. I think it could have worked way better at a different time, but it's a mistake in my mind. Um, but we just got to move on from it, I guess, and see see what they're. I, I guess just, I'm interested to see what their response is going to be because obviously the community's kind of let them know how they feel and and where are we going to go from here, you know. And then not to mention the questions we've been having for months on the um, in real life utility. Like, can you give us something on that? And then also just the leaderboards for teams like it all kind of it's just questions that we've been having for a while that still are unanswered and it's just it seems to be the only communications we get are just hey here's some new packs here you go <laughs> and like none of the other things are answered you know i'm yeah i've been in this this whole space for over a year now 
and it blows my mind. We're all spending on speculation, right? It feels that way. I might be wrong, but it, it and, and all day is actually a good example of maybe some of it is being spent on speculation that there will be flash challenges and utility and all that. But it also feels like there's just this natural price discovery going on. You were t- you were talking about it before we got on the show about, you know, it's kind of found its floor fast. And now people are just buying because, hey, that's a Justin Herbert rare rookie or uh, all uh, debut. That's I mean, I know based off Top Shot that this this could have some nice value. It's got to be more than a few hundred bucks. So back to Top Shot, we are buying on speculation we're speculating that this will have you we were we are speculating this will have utility we're speculating this should show up in a flash challenge which ultimately i might be wrong here is just gambling right yeah i mean definitely but to go back to your kind of talk about all day because I, I do want to talk about that real quick is i don't know how what you feel about it but to me it's just been refreshing to see kind of the beta how they what they've done there you know not, not even speaking to i guess just the website or anything like that which has been running nicely but I think, you know, when you start off a project and we can both agree that the debuts of anything, like, right, the Genesis moments are all going to be the most sought after, right? And when you get those in the hands of, let's say there's 50,000 people in the beta, I think it's a pretty good estimate just based on who lines up and everything. You know, you, you get all those those grails, basically, um, out to 50,000 people, which is a very good distribution size. Uh, it's very spread out. You know, like it's like you said, like I, I've been talking about, like the price discovery happens very quickly, right? Like there's people that love the NFL that don't, that want to flip, that don't, or that want to hold it. And, you know, we saw we saw the bottom drop really quickly. And then now we saw the bottom get eaten up because the price discovery happened really quickly because it was so widely distributed. All the best moments are in the hands of everyone, the whole the whole community versus where we started with Top Shot, which was all the grails, all the best moments are in the hands of like a hundred people or 200 people or whatever, you know, whatever the whales you want to say, they just control that whole S1 market. And here, here we are, what, 2022, almost two years after the beta started and S1's still slowly coming out. Like it's just such a different environment to start out in. And uh, it just goes back to other issues that there are in Top Shot that, you know, are slowly being worked on, but man, it's just, it feels good to have all the grails just spread out and in the hands of the people versus the hands of so few with Top Shot. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, you know, you had a good opportunity with, with some of these price points. You know, you and I bought a, a Herbert Rare yesterday, almost the exact same time for 470 and yeah. $469. And it just, we were talking, it's like, you know, this is a young potential superstar this guy's got talent up on top of talent here's his rare debut which is nice you know 899 mint for 470 dollars. it just felt like a really nice value it has jumped up it might come back down a little bit it, it, it you know it's so hard to predict it's such a new market but i agree it's it's way more spread out s1 is just it's confusing to really get what the value is on it so then when we're talking about supply, it, it, this is a different one. The demand is artificially increased because so much of the supply is either controlled by a handful of people or Top Shot has a bunch of it still. You almost wish that they, I mean, you don't wish because I would feel bad for the holders if, I guess, if they were trying to, or whatever. But if if they just dumped it all, just distributed it all, you would see the market get smashed, but... I mean, that'd be one step. Instead, it's going to be a slow drip over a long period of time. And I, I, I guess I can't fault them for it, but it's still like, I don't want to buy a LeBron if they still have 45% of the supply. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's just going back to what we said. The number one issue right now is just the supply and demand. And in the back of everyone's, the number one moments on the platform are the, are the debut, the debut S1s, right? That should, that should always be like the highest regard of anything. And the fact that, that we can't get true price discovery on those is just, I think, holding the platform back because it would just give everyone confidence to buy, you know, it would trickle down to all the moments on the platform with confidence to really set the floor of S1 debuts, what they truly are. That's not going to happen until they all get released and then we can finally get some price discovery, but it's going to be slow, slow versus all day, which was spread out and happened quickly. I'm definitely not an economist, nor are you. 
so I won't try to figure out exactly how they approach this, but it certainly feels like, you know, so you take this rising star set that just came out with a 17,500 mint. It feels high. You know, they haven't even last year, they did 40,000, which proved to be too much, but it feels like they have to create a mint size that makes sense for their current user base. And then of course a user base three, four years from now, that wants a Cade Cunningham rookie or a Evan Mobley rookie or a Scotty Barnes rookie. And if all you had were say like the 4,000s, a legendary and an MGLE, somebody might not be able to get one. You know, those, those would be extremely valuable, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point, but I think, I guess to take the other side of that, you know, the current user base should, it should just be minted to whatever the demand of the current user base is in my mind. Cause we're all taking a huge risk. We're all beta testers. We're we're dealing with all the, you know, the changes and the huge market moves. Like we should be rewarded to be this early. And let's say four years from now, if there's, we're, we're all we're all hoping that there's going to be a million people here four years from now. So we should be rewarded for being early and and risk taking a risk early versus really worrying about what people you know. If 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 five years from now that person maybe it's minted too low like I, I have no issue with that whatsoever because we're here we're here early in my mind that's a good point yeah i mean if you go to the physical card industry how many luka Doncic rookies are accessible probably very few right i think that the a lot of yeah. them just end up being these one of one five of five ten of ten inserts i don't know i'm also speaking slightly out of ignorance here but <laughs> i have searched like one of my favorite players for physical cards on ebay and uh they don't come cheap of course, you got to get it graded yeah. and all that shit. But that's an interesting point and actually a very valid point, I think. I, I wouldn't argue that. If, if this is your beta testers, we're essentially the lab rats, right? We're, we're here at the whims of whatever they're going to try, mess with, play with, figure out, tweak. I think that that would make sense. At least give more than just the early adopters who are in closed beta access to you know, much more scarce moments. And we, we just, we still don't know, you know, we, we have the roadmap coming out. They also showed that they weren't, that they were willing to go off that roadmap with the metallic silver <laughs> set. Yeah. So more supply. And, and why did the roadmap come around? I think the roadmap came around because of supply, because in S2, mm -hmm. we were getting supply dumped on us and we didn't have, and so the market was going down. So then people, we're saying we want to we want a roadmap so we know what supplies coming so we can plan for it, and we got it, and it was a lot, <laughs> and so we said, all right, well, here it comes, and then the, the season kicked off, and then there was this huge gap, and now it now it kind of feels like they're backed up, and now we have all these sets that need to come out, and what yeah. I mean they have multiple common sets coming. What set are they going to include in this All Star Game set? Do we even know? I don't think we even know that yet. Yeah, because. I think the Rising Stars is done. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to change it up to where it's just rares and they're going to jack the price up and rares and legendaries possibly. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But to go back to the Metallic Silver, I think that's another kind of issue that happened. I think they, I think what happened originally with Metallic Silver, it seemed like to me, was it was going to be like a set that really highlighted like, you know, milestones, big moments that happened during the season. And that, that was... In my mind, that was perfect for that set. Like that, you know, we, we don't have to have a new metallic silver every, even like every couple of weeks in my mind's fine. Or just highlight like a really cool play or maybe have some really good players in there. But I think, I think that they saw like the, the flash, just the craziness from the flash challenge. Like everyone was like so excited and hyped and it really, you know, helped the market a lot. But they, now, now we're to a point where they're, they're just, it just feels like almost like it's forced. Like they're just forcing flash like metallic silver down our throat to the point like we don't really want any more carl anthony towns or terrence manns like you know that the curry was awesome with the record-breaking three like that that was incredible but like it's just now it's to a point where it's just it's just really more supply and more that we don't want and and i'm seeing you know sentiment on twitter is just people are not even paying attention to challenges anymore because they're like all right well i'm not gonna pay i'm not gonna overpay for some bottleneck that's gonna yield me a ten dollar metallic silver moment and it's just further muddying down rares and all these common sets that we're getting so that's kind of my thoughts <laughs> on that 
there's a lot there you can go down a rabbit hole i think with this you know when top shot pulls one lever there's something else that opens up and you know some of it the response is a, is you know there's a hole in the dam and we put a finger in it and then you know i i get that they have a master plan i think they have an awesome product i don't think you know panini and tops and and think i don't think they're coming in to try to compete with this space i think competition comes in other forms and we're seeing that there's just other places that people can put their money i'm not fire selling nba or anything like that i'm i'm optimistic about the future of the platform because i think the platform's awesome i think the team is awesome it's it's just matter of fact it's kind of this here we go again feeling a little bit about and we've been here time and time again and we're not getting clarity we still don't know well like what what do you get for team sets so people have speculated and bought team sets kevin garnett deck the hoops is seven grand yes it's a it's a 50 mint but it's it's a retired player what is that if if they came out tomorrow you said this to me before the show if they came out tomorrow and said actually there's no rewards for it it's just a leaderboard what does that kevin garnett go down to so in my mind, there's a responsibility yeah. there. If if these moments are inflated, I just mean that matter of fact. It's we need more clarity on these things that we're speculating on, or maybe I just don't buy it. Maybe I just don't buy it unless this is just yeah. exactly what it's supposed to be. Which to me, and we've talked about this, WNBA. Yeah, sure. I bought some of it on speculation. That flash challenges are going to be really fun, and people are going to be into it. And I think that that's valid. And but it's also debuts at rock bottom prices and super high collector score, super too. high collector score. There's a win, win, win there. A lot of boxes checked. Well, to go back to what you're saying, like with why we're seeing money funneling to all day, like it's that there is no, like there's nothing artificially propping up all day right now. It's just, it's just the free market. It's that's what's refreshing. Again, it was refreshing to see not all these, not all these, we, there's no questions, you know, people are, I think people are just tired of, of asking the questions and getting zero answers on it. Like, Literally, like we've got nothing from them this whole season asking the same questions. And all day there's there's no there's no artificial value baked into these moments. It's just a free market. It's hey, do you think Justin Herbert's debut is worth this much? Okay. Here it is. You know, there's not like a oh man, maybe if I buy this Justin Herbert, it might and maybe I'll meet him someday in this suite. Like it's it just seems like more of a free market to me. And I think that's why we're seeing people funnel money over there. Um, because they are getting tired of just no answers, no communication on, on big, big valid questions that the community has. Let me ask you this. And I know you're, you're not huge. You've done a little bit with other NFTs. I've done more, but I'm certainly no big NFT trader by any means. I'm in a handful of projects that I really like and I think are cool. And I've certainly bought and flipped projects that I didn't really see any value in, but just thought that there was a chance to, you know, to make a, a flip there. But we go all the way back to when they were overprinting, overminting, and we had supply upon supply, and people were asking for they were asking for utility, and they were asking for airdrops, and they were asking for staking, and a lot of these things that were things that you might see in other NFT projects, or you know, you can do staking with with tokens or coins. I felt I like look back in hindsight and feel like a lot of that was asked for because we had a supply versus demand issue. We had too much supply and not enough demand. So people were trying to figure out how to get, they're speculating again as to what might be the problem. They were trying to figure out how to get value back into their moments that they were losing rapidly. And it just feels like a lot of that to me is really just people were asking for answers to the supply versus demand issue. And then we saw briefly or temporarily with the flash challenges and with the airdrops is that that created almost an artificial pump. And maybe, you know, they've pulled back a little bit on the airdrops and maybe they continue to, I don't know. Maybe it's too costly. I don't, don't know. They haven't really said anything. Um, I also haven't had enough complete sets because I sold some. So uh, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like there's just a lot of like things that they're like slowly trying like that might come, but just no answers. Like, like for example, like I know they added the, 
the dates, you know, to how long you've held a set. So maybe maybe we, we get collector score boost or like almost some kind of staking down the line because now we can track how long we've held a set. And then also, you know, it was in the summer or a couple months ago, they added the, the burning tab on each moment, but nothing's ever come of that. So it seems like they're laying like a groundwork, but like we're just not, everyone's just in the dark and we have no idea. All we can do is just speculate on what might come. So, you know, I think my biggest kind of piece of advice to the team is just like, you know, even if you're not fully like 100% maybe developed all these ideas, like at least just give us some more communication on kind of where we're heading just to just to help us out, you know, because, hey, like if burning's going to be something like let's just I've seen the idea of like maybe instead of the tr- the challenges now where whatever you the pieces you need for the challenge reward are all burned and you get the reward, everything else is burned. That would completely change everything. And I'm not saying if it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying, you know, if you have these big ideas that we kind of all hope you are thinking of, like maybe just give us a little bit of insight on on where you're heading, even if you're not 100% done with it yet. Because I don't think all the speculation is is good. Because a lot of people are going to be burned big time if if we don't get any of the things that we're kind of all hoping for. And I think the earlier it's communicated, whether it's happening or not, is is better or is that's my thoughts on it like, like you know like the the uh what was the what's the thing that everyone's been talking hardcore uh you know that's another thing like where are we on that like there's just so many things that we're all hoping for that we just have no answers on you know there's a lot of things it's like they're laying the groundwork of all these things that are, i think would be great like the burn like burning for challenges maybe potential staking with with adding the um dates to our challenges Oh, hardcore! Like we still have no idea about that. So, all these things that like, I think people are valuing into moments. We still aren't getting any information. And even if you don't have a full grasp or maybe a hundred percent where it is, like I think we just need some updates as a community, because I think I think all this stuff's being valued into moments, and I, I don't want to see just people get destroyed value-wise if if we're not close to any of these things or. All these things that are being speculated are just going nowhere or there's no future for us. So I think just just some communication on some of these things, you know, almost like a state of the union from from Rohan. We got that in the summer. Like, I think I think we're kind of due for that now, to be honest, or it doesn't have to be from Rohan, but whatever, like just any kind of communication on just a lot of the questions that we have as a community. I agree. I think it's fair. I agree. Topshop can 100% differentiate it from the physical card market by offering things that physical cards can't. And that would be things like staking burning and some of those other things. And I know that the the trade ticket mechanism to some extent is a bur- is burning. If you were leak- at least looking at it from a pack perspective, I trade in uh, four to get three eventually over time that burns. But locker room packs, I some play around with it. Uh they're not they're not too exciting with 60Ks like loaded in there because 60Ks at this point are kind of just their trade tickets to get to the S1 pack. So there's another layer that we have no idea what trade tickets will be good for, but I think that there's a lot of uses for trade tickets. You could have trade tickets for packs, trade tickets for merchandise, trade tickets for game tickets. Maybe you can trade tickets in to buy a moment. I don't know how that works from a legality standpoint or, or anything like that. And I'm sure there's stuff to iron out, but it'd be awesome if we got better explanation on it. And I agree with you, you know, maybe it's time for a Roham State of the Union, but I think it would also behoove us, behoove them to maybe give us something more concrete rather than coming soon. And, you know, for newer users, they won't know the history, right? So I don't know how many of us have been around for a year. We've, We've certainly heard stay tuned or coming soon, our share. To me, it feels like every time we go these long periods of like not really any communication other than hey here's a new pack drop hey here's some more supply that's when the most of fear and uncertainty you know boils over you know it, it, it in the summer or was it yeah whenever they were like commu- like not, not even just the, we don't need the office hours again but we just need just some communication here and there on just a lot of big questions and uh, when, when we've gotten that in the past is when you know we've seen the market rise because people get confident and actually get some clarity on stuff because it really is just uncertainty leads to just a lot of a lot of the um, kind of anger and people just get tired of overspending on moments that they have no idea what they're getting out of it. 
I think that's very fair. A lot of these questions that even that we're just bringing up now, you know, like we have this whole list of things that we have no idea on um, that, that are going to affect a lot of things hugely. And um, I, I, even if you don't know the, the final version of all these things, at least let us know if you're working on them, if you're not working on them, like just give us something. I think that goes along. I think that would go a long way and the community would be very appreciative of all that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I get that we're beta. People have heard beta. I know some people are tired of beta. It's still beta, but it it doesn't mean that we need to have this much uncertainty when we're this far in. We we could definitely get more clarity on things with ideas and transparency. This is it's 2022. Generate the younger generations want transparency from companies. That's what they buy into. And so I know you can't tell us everything, but 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 man, it, it's it's tough to buy on speculation. Yeah. Again, you could listen if you want to. If you believe in this long term, you could you could allocate X amount of dollars and buy up some S one and then just walk away from the platform for five years. And but obviously, people want to engage with Top Shot. They want to do things. They want to do flash challenges. They want to. They feel they've been rewarded for sets, so now there's a precedent for collecting sets and being rewarded, you know, so I know they just reintroduced this date, whatever that means. Don't know. <laughs> it's one of those, the window popped up. There's going to be a date of when you started collecting that just eliminated gifting for set holders, by the way, for loaning for flash challenges. Nothing wrong with that. In my opinion, it's cool to like help your friends out and stuff, but also it's going to certainly change some things as far as mint counts and everything. So there's a lot. There's just a lot. It, it's a it's a complex system, and there's a lot of levers to pull. And ultimately, a lot of it's easy to deal with, I think, if the demand is there for the supply. I do think that it comes back to ultimately number one, top of mind. We have too much supply. There's more coming. So my approach, at least, is going to be very hesitant unless I start to see some things really creeping into some nice values. I'm not going to load up on too much right now. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting. Another thing that we haven't even touched on is um, this bid system that we've been waiting that they brought up, but still haven't seen. Um, because I think I told you this before the show, like, you know, obviously I've been talking about run it back for a while and, if we had a bid system, I would have already purchased the whole, I would have had the whole set right now. And I would have spent a thousand dollars on Shaq, on LeBron, on AI. I would have spent probably 750 on weight. If I would, if I had a bid system, I would have put all those bids in weeks ago. Right. And those would have all hit by now. So it's like, all we have is downside pressure from, from, um, sellers competing and we have no way to have buyers compete whatsoever. We're literally just in this system where we just wait. We we we, ha we have liquidity. Others others don't, and we just wait it out, and we just wait till someone panics and maybe lists a wade for hundred dollars under under ask, and I'll buy it. And if not, I'm just gonna keep waiting it out. So until that system changes, I mean, yeah, undercutters are always gonna be here, and why not? Because there's no competition to on the buy side. It's just total sellers dominating. Man, a bid system would be awesome. You know, the other thing too. And I've been in this situation before. It's really hard to hold on to liquidity. You know, we, we can talk about it. It takes incredible amount of discipline to have a percent of your investment portfolio, whatever you want to call it, liquid. It just takes a ton of discipline, especially when it's fun and you're having fun and you're you're collecting sets or whatever. And so for a lot of folks, when we hit these downward spirals, they're all they're all in. They're not you know, they're relying on selling a moment that pumps or they're relying on something that, that, that went up for them to get into other packs. And yeah, new money needs to keep coming in in order to get the platform going up. But also there's plenty of people collecting to rely on that. And that's, I think, an important part of the whole ecosystem too. And now you have folks that are in this stuck position. They don't really have anything they can sell because it's it's gone down. So I, I feel for those folks too. I, I certainly, <laughs> the majority of my... NBA collection is is red. <laughs> so uh but that's fine. I mean the vast majority of it I bought with purpose. A lot of challenge uh flash challenge moments are in there too and some other things, you know, uh other challenge rewards, but most of it was bought with purpose. WNBA I'm not worried about. 
yeah, we want we want to have fun. We want to talk about positive stuff. I think everybody's kind of driving themselves nuts a little bit, going in circles about trying to figure out, well, this is wrong and that's wrong, and that's what happens when when there's a when the when there's a major problem like supply, it kind of brings everything else to the surface. Now you're looking at every little thing that probably could be. There's a lot of things that could be brushed off when that's not it. So. I'd be interested to see what they have to say about this survey they took. I think that's big. I think that's important. I think that's next step before I really, I'm not an economist. I couldn't tell you how to manage the supply versus demand. How about you? Yeah, definitely not. And you know, we don't have the num. we don't have all the back end stuff that they know about user growth and what they're, I'm sure they're forecasting years down the line of how many people they want to onboard here and here. Like, I just hope they're not getting too far ahead and they, answer the questions that we have because you know we don't have all the information to make all these calls but they they do and they just need to communicate with us short term and long term where, where they're heading i think would go someone's got to give us a direct line to roham well how many listeners do we need to hit <laughs> before we have access to for to that guy <laughs> yeah, like a, a bat uh, a uh, a direct line yeah it's just a cell phone to him bat, a bat phone so i think that my i guess objective view at all of this is there's a lot of things that they still have to fix. There's a lot of things they have to work on. They still need to get better at regular communication as to what they're working on, what they're doing, with a little bit more clarity on the, as to where they're going, maybe timeframes, things of that nature. I think we need that and deserve that. And I think we have a supply issue, again. And and what the resolution is for that would is really is probably user growth is number one. <laughs> You know, you all of a sudden you had 20% users, a lot of, a lot of, that's just a number I'm throwing out, by the way. I'm fucking, it sounds good. 20%, 25%. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so you go from 12,000 daily active users to 20,000. That would be probably like 40%. But anyway, man, that, re, that solves a lot of issues quite quickly, you know, and then everybody suddenly gets more patient with the things that they haven't gotten. But when account of yeah. values go down, patience goes right out the window. And that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I think all the things we brought up, but one thing that makes me still still happy and confident is the fact that I don't think either of us have any any problem whatsoever with thinking about user growth at all. Like once they turn on marketing 100% and are fully ready to open this up to the general population, like we're not worried at all about people coming in and really enjoying everything once it's all ironed out. So that, that that's what keeps me in it and keeps me confident is just user growth is going to be easy once they turn everything on. It's just the growing pains of getting to that point. And yeah, I think just right now, just communication needs to get a little better around just all the many different directions and levers that they have. And what, what are they going to utilize? What are they not going to utilize? Just be, be transparent about it up front rather than us all speculate on it and buy things that we shouldn't be just because we think this is coming when it's not. So it's not just top shot either, by the way. Give us a little bit. Yeah, throw throw us a yeah. freaking bone here, but it's not just Top Shot. It's the everything, all in and all the all the NFT markets outside of a, some millionaires buying apes and punks. Uh, a, a lot of floors have dropped. All the floors and every project that I'm in has dropped. Maybe I just pick bad projects, but I, I I think that they're pretty good ones. And we're just seeing that. We're seeing that all across the board. Everything is down. You know, the Ballers community is trying to figure out why Ballers are down. And certainly, again, you could point to this and point to that and and there's some opportunities for that team as well but it's the money's being spread out if i can sell my my baller i minted for 200 for 800 dollars, i just 4x and now i'm gonna go buy a, a justin herber and a kyler murray or something like that depending on you know maybe not now but i'm gonna buy two tom brady's because that's what i want because that's new and shiny or because i look at all day and say wow there's a huge growth opportunity there so just in the dapper world that you have a lot more at play we talked about before in the ethereum world is a lot of the same thing supply is supplied it doesn't have to be a direct competitor to get somebody's attention and have them move their money over to something new and so ultimately what's going to happen i think will projects some projects will just die off they won't make it they were they were just there for a money grab anyway whatever it is and then eventually you have to build back up money and new users and all that and then you can start to go. So I'm certainly not panicking about Top Shot. I like the platform. I think that it's it's an amazing product 
I think the team's smart. I think that they, again, once again, we're in this, this supply issue that has to be fixed to some extent. And to kind of go back to you, what you said earlier about just how hard it is to, um, I guess, man, like just can always have liquidity. I think it's, I think it's important. A lot of people I see even make mistakes is like, they're not staying in their own lane. And what I, what I mean by that is like for me in my bankroll, like I'm typically sticking around commons and maybe low end rares that I think are uh, undervalued because I know that if they do drop, like I, I have no issue maybe depositing a couple hundred bucks every week to dollar cost average in. Whereas we see people try to maybe time high-end rares, high-end legendaries that don't have big bankrolls. Like you're completely trying to time the market because no one can just dollar cost average legendary moments unless you're a huge- Dingling can. Huge bankroll, right? <laughs> Dingling can, yeah. One guy. But I can't, one so I don't, mess ar- I, don't, I don't mess around with those legend. Like, I, there's a lot of like legendaries and high-end rares I think are undervalued, but I know that I know where I am and I know that I can't dollar cost average effectively those moments. So I don't mess around with them. I stick around. That's why WNBA, you know, it's all $20, you know, $20 debuts. I, I, if it keeps dropping down, let's say some of those drop down to $10 below where I bought them earlier, I'll just keep pump funneling money in. I have no problem whatsoever. But if I, if I was buying S1 debuts that were thousands of dollars and I try to time it, I, I can't properly dollar cost average those because I don't have the bankroll. So I think, understanding that is is really key because it just help it's just going to help you with liquidity because i think if you're not willing to dollar cost average in on something then you're literally just trying to time the market and i think that's pretty dangerous because we don't have crystal balls that's really good that's really good stuff i think we can all learn from that i it it, it just makes a lot of sense and we've talked about it before about you know having x amount of liquidity and it's like well i could buy that banger but then where am i at and then all of a sudden the market does this and now it's down a thousand dollars because that's what will happen. That hurts. That sucks. That hurts. That's yeah. really tough. And so that may, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And we're, we are in similar bank rules. I, I have, you know, my highest head moment, I think is very similar to yours. It's a uh, WNBA legendary that I bought when the market was pretty reasonable, but that was a lot of money to allocate to one moment based on what I'm playing yeah. with. So you know, it's, it's a very good point and something that shouldn't be that I probably is still an opportunity for me. Even if I look at some of my other projects, whether it be ballers or, or something like that, I've, I've bought some big time, uh, pieces. And so when the market goes like yeah. that, it's, 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 you can take a big loss fast. It's, you know, the market's going to do that. We know that it's always going to be up and down and you know, I think I think you always think that I'm super patient, super good with my bankroll and have liquidity, but really it's just it's just going back to what I just said. It's just I stay in my own lane and I don't overextend myself because I'm always ready to dollar cost average into whatever play I'm making. Um, and I know that I'm always aware of what the price is and it, am I capable of dollar cost averaging over time into that? And if I'm not, then I'm not willing to take that risk because then I'm just trying to time the market and I don't want to do that. Good stuff, man. That's that's really good stuff. Well, I'd love to I'd love to get out of here, man, but we can't leave our guy coach hanging. Coach wasn't around last week. He was he was off on vacation. He couldn't contribute his question. But this week, he he's not gonna let us off the hook. He knows we had a lot to dig into. It wasn't the most uplifting show, but we tried to look at all of this objectively and just talk about what we see as as our opportunities. But we also, again, no dapper has the answers hopefully or at least they're the ones who can answer those questions better than we can but i'm gonna play coach's question for us this week right now hey guys how would you feel if dapper got rid of the collector score and go into a different direction here we were trying to have a close this show out and coach has to come in and throw us another big ass curveball thanks coach all right, so how would we feel if Dapper rugged us on collector score? <laughs> I think I would hope if they did do that, that they would obviously not just rug us. I wouldn't expect them to just yank the collector score. It certainly did add a lot of complexities to the whole situation when they did introduce it. You did talk about why they did it. I think that does make some sense. 
the pack drops and the collector score and accessibility and all that is complicated. So if removing the collector score makes it easier and they have a viable solution to replace it, whether it's rewarding people on net spend or whatever it is, then I'd be interested. But man, that's a tough one to ask right <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, coach. Man. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna get us hated, hated there, DMs. There's no way to there's uh, no way to answer this correctly. We're 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 <laughs> fucked anyway. I'm just gonna say it. We are fucked. <laughs> with however we answer this. I think I think my answer, I mean, like I don't think you can ever get rid of it just because of how deep we're into it. I just think that there's tweaks that we've brought up that could, you know, could make it better and improved. Um, but yeah, it's not going to go away and there's always going to be some form of collector score always. I, I think in my mind, um, but yeah, I think, I think some of the things we've brought up and some tweaks need to be made obviously to the system because it's not where it is currently is not perfect for new users. I think to enjoy the platform right away. And uh, I think there's there's just subtle tweaks that can be made that can. I agree with you. I think that it's it's here to stay. I think it does make sense to have it and reward collectors for purchasing and holding. I, I you know that's its main point for being is you know Topshot does want to reward people for holding, which is good. So I but it does have to be refined. Right now, there's just a a, a smaller threshold to get to. You know, if you get to twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. It's, it doesn't need much more than that. VIP, they're not really rewarding VIP right now. So that's kind of interesting. You have talked about in one of your tweets about how you could kind of backdoor into that by just stacking S2 comments. So it's not super costly, whereas other VIPs have spent literally six figures and are kind of getting the same benefits. So there's things that they can fix and refine. I don't think it would go well if they just pulled collector score right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, especially uh, considering that the uh, you know the one of one auctions VIP passes, I think give you twenty five thousand collector score, and that's we're supposed to be what five five years of of uh, all star games and benefits. So I think if they I think if they rugged it and they're offering twenty five thousand collector score yeah, in an auction, that would probably not go over so well. Coach, thanks <laughs> for the tough question. How about next week? You just ask what our favorite color is, huh? Yeah, we, we're hoping that <laughs> next week we talk. We got some. You know, so we're going to maybe even dig into all day a little bit more or, or something like that. But, you know, we, we have we might have the release of the survey and, and what Top Shot's response is. And we might have that to break down. But if anything, this was a I, I think this was a necessary conversation to have. It's obviously top of mind for everybody. And it's a tough one because we don't have the exact answers. I'll say it one more time. I've said it a 100 times on here. I think that the biggest answer, at least, is supply versus demand how they get there though i really i really don't know there's a lot of different ways they could go i guess yeah it's just user user growth as we said that's that's the, the issue of supply and demand the the fix is just user growth man pull those levers flood flood the people in you know at this point it's a very state it feels like a very stable marketplace of course we had those pack drop issues you know how that pack drop system operates with 250,000 people in line as opposed to 50,000. I don't know. You know, sometimes the pack drop gets moving really quickly. Other times it can be really slow and then line pauses. So if you have 250,000, 500,000, 750,000 in line, you might have to book the weekend. I don't know, man. <laughs> Until they can process thousands of transactions at once. Um, other than that, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Smarter people than me know. Yeah, if, but. if your biggest issue is not not sure if you can take on all the man that you might have, that's that's a good problem to have in my mind. It's a very good problem. It's a very good sign. We've also said it before. A lot of people are upset, understandably so, but people are also still passionate. They're very passionate. They see the potential in this. They don't want it to die. They want it to work. They want it to 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 be a fun collectible with extra utility that it makes it fun to interact with people on a daily basis. So it's still a, it's still a new team, still pioneering a whole new space with a whole new platform. So definitely got to give some, some breaks there for sure. Just be clearer with where we're going. Fair enough. Very fair. 
just trying to be fair, man. That's all I can. That's all I can do. Fair and balanced, JP. <laughs> it was a very serious show. We were just serious the whole way. We just had a lot of serious things to talk about. Maybe next week will be a little less serious. I don't know. I'll try. <laughs> I think it's important. Yeah. You know? Important. Yeah. You know, I, I know the community has the same questions we do, so we're just we're in the same boat as everybody else. We're just two collectors trying to navigate our way through it. So absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think the be- the most important thing is we all try to stick together the best we can because we are all in a very similar situation and and hearing each other out and I know emotions and, and passion can come into play and that can be tough because emotions can trigger emotions. You get emotional with me, I'm going to get emotional with you. Next thing you know, we're fighting on Twitter and that doesn't that's just not good for anybody. <laughs> nobody nobody needs that. So, you know, every, it, the more the more that we could kind of talk through things and and come to resolutions together, I think the better for the community, but you know, the good thing is is at least we have a voice. Anyway, good show, dude. Fucking <laughs> hour goes yep. by fast. <laughs> it does. Hey. Folks, you know how this goes. The ideas we share today are just our opinions and may not necessarily be the correct or best way to approach collecting Top Shot. Do your own research, form your own opinions, and please don't just buy something because we talked about it or some random person on Twitter tweeted it. And with that said, I wish you good luck on the next pack drop, and I hope to see you all eventually when they bring it back in the priority queue.